Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. John 14 and verse 6 says this, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Did you hear that, everybody? That's how Jesus said that. Jesus is the way, Jesus is the truth, and Jesus is the life. Would you just close that Bible now and let's pray. Would you say this prayer out loud with me? Maybe you want to just raise your hands like this and say this. Dear God, I'm here today. I open my mind and my heart. Fill me, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen, everybody. God bless you. You may be seated. I'm so excited to, to be with you this morning. I don't know, I just don't take these moments for granted anymore. I sure do love you. I sure, thank you very, yes, yeah, I wasn't pausing for that, but I just taken you in. I don't know, I don't know, just the longer that I live, the more I appreciate you. All the things that you did yesterday, the good. Went to a nursing home to do good and God Saved a 15-year-old at a nursing home. How about that? Boy, there's a God. That's God right there, isn't it? Today, I want to continue our series that we call The Week. It is the week before Jesus would die on the cross and be raised from the dead. We began, Chesney talked to you about Palm Sunday, what that was like. I talked to you about the Monday and the Tuesday last week. And really, on Wednesday, not a whole lot really happened. It was more of a day of a restful day for Jesus. But then Thursday comes along, and that's the day I want to talk to you about. Do you realize that this week that we've been talking about, that out of the four Gospels, one-third of every Gospel is given to this last week? And the book of John is almost half the book of John is given to this last week. And today, as we walk up and we begin to... We see this conversation happening. I would call it Jesus having table topics, a table conversation with his followers, his 12 disciples. And, he, and he's come to the meal now, and they've had the meal, and, and this is where he begins to know he's going to die. He knows that he's going to die. And let me just tell you something. When you know that your time's in, you have the conversations that you, you've always wanted to have. What you talk about is what's really important. I can tell you that my father has been on his deathbed for some time. And I can tell you the conversation that we had was very intense when we, he found the news out. And I just want to tell you that Jesus is at that moment, he's having these conversations that are important. And what we find is that there's five things that he says to his followers in John's gospel Matter of fact, in, in thir chapter 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17, these, last, these five chapters, we see this conversation. So today, I want to share something with you out of each one of those chapters that, that is important. Because what he shares 
is really important. Would you just say these words with me? It's important. Let's say them. You ready? It's important. It's important. The things that he says is important. So there's five things that Jesus wants to say to you today. And I want to share them with you. And the first one is this, is we see that Jesus has just finished the meal. And then now here he is with his disciples. And the first thing that we see that he does is this. I want to share this with you. It's number one. Would you write this down? Is your highest calling in life is to serve others. That's what he said. It's important, everybody. Let's say it. It's important. I'm sorry. You're writing, aren't you? Let's say it again. You ready? It's important. It's important. Listen to what he says. Jesus said this. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power, and he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing, and wrapped the towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples, what, everybody? Feet. Feet. Drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. What's amazing here is that it was customary in their day for someone to be standing at the door of someone of very low status, a service status, of, of a servant status. And when you would come in from the, from the area that they would meet you at the door and someone of very low status would come and they would wash your feet. And that night, Jesus chose that when he, had, when he, he was about to die for everybody and when I would have been tempted to say, listen, tonight, you better just, come on, put it on me. You better serve me tonight because tomorrow I'm dying from you. The, the process of I'm going to die for you. I would, have, I would have been very tempted and not you, I'm sure, but I would have been tempted to demand my rights because I'm doing all this for you. You owe me, right? Because I, I'm going to die for you, so you owe me. This is it. This is going to be the last good time. They're coming to get me tomorrow. But that's not what Jesus did. Instead of picking up his title, he picked up the towel. He picked up the towel. He said, this is important, everybody. It's important. He picked up the towel and he said, this is the lesson that you need to learn. If you're going to have a successful life, it comes through serving other people. And look what the next verse said in John, John uh, 13 and 14. He says this, now that, I, now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. And by the way, we have, we're going to have that just in a second. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I freaked some of you out, right? You're like, oh my God, I didn't clean my toes good. I had to give you, boy, some of you went, oh my, it's got real there for a minute. He goes on to say, look what he says. I have set an example that you should do as I have done for you. Now that you want everybody See, that's the problem with church, see? We keep saying, oh, some people say, well, Pastor, I just want you to go deeper. You know what I say? Is that when you start doing what you already know to do, then we can go deeper. Amen. Amen. The problem I got is I know a lot more than I'm doing. How about you? Okay, you're, not, you're quiet on me now. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Now that you know these things, here we go. Watch this. You will be what, everybody? You'll be blessed if you do them. 
So washing, washing someone's feet, what Jesus would do, and he was humbling himself to say that, listen, the lowest of lowest person that you can think of is a person that's going to wash someone's feet. So today I'm going to get down and I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to wash your feet. Even though you call me master, this is what the master does. If you're going to be great, you serve somebody, right? That's what greatness is all about. And if you want your life to matter, and if you want people to remember you, and you want to leave a legacy, I'm going to tell you the best way to do it is lay down your title and pick up your towel, amen? Quit trying to be somebody and be somebody, amen, everybody? All our world, our world keeps saying, oh, you need to do this. You need to be successful. You got to do this and you got to do that. And you got to step on all these people. No, no, no. I'll tell you, if you want to be somebody, it's put down your title and pick up your towel and you'll be great in the kingdom of God. And people will remember you because the things that you do for people are what they're going to remember when you're gone. Amen, Amen everybody. Greatness comes through this. Greatness comes through this. It's through serving. You know what Jesus was saying? You first. You first. The greatest thing you can do is start living your life by those two words. You first. I would challenge you today that when you, when you leave this place today, maybe you go to a restaurant and you're walking with someone, why don't you open the door and say, you first. One of some a stranger that you don't know, and you're getting in line at Walmart or at Kroger, and the line's long, and you're in a hurry, and someone's coming up. Why don't you just say you first, instead of saying fighting for our right? Right? That's what Jesus was saying. Lay down the title and pick up your towel. Pick up your towel. That's what we're saying at SEC. Biblical love is doing good for another person, no matter how I feel. That's what biblical love is. It's laying down my title and it's picking up my towel and say, how can I serve you? If you want your marriage to change, lay down your title, lay down your rights and pick up your towel. Amen, everybody. Some of you, your marriage get better if you just started picking up your towel. <laughs> and your underwear and your socks. Amen, everybody? Amen. Amen. Pick up your towel. <laughs> Biblical love is doing good. What are our two words we're saying this year, everybody? What are they? Come on, say them passionately. What are they? Do good. do good, everybody. Do good. And you're making a difference. Our church, I want you to know, we've started a movement in our community. And you're doing good. I got, I got all kind of emails from teachers this week because you did good. From the last service Saturday, you sent them gifts and you did these little packages and a lot of the high school teachers got those and, and they just said, thank God for Stockbridge Community Church because we appreciate your encouragement and it made us feel good. When you do good, it feels good, everybody. Amen. Amen? So we want to find a need and we want to fill it. We want to find a hurt and we want to heal it. Amen, everybody? That's why you're alive. Jesus said the number one thing, don't ever forget this. You are, life matters when you serve. You make a difference when you serve. The highest calling in your life is to serve somebody, not to be served. Oh, boy. Okay. Let's say our two words. Let's say it matters. You ready? Come on. Yeah. Serving matters, everybody. It matters. Number two, the, set, the disciple, let me, oh, let me tell you this. 
the disciples were getting a real little discouraged. They were feeling the weight of the world because the pressure was mounting. And this is the second thing that Jesus said. He says, when things on earth get hard, focus on heaven. Good God Almighty. Oh, my goodness. I hope I can just contain myself. When things on earth get hard, focus on heaven. Look what he said. He went right from that, from washing their feet, picking up the, the towel. Look what he says here. In John 14, it says this. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go there to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come back and take you to be with me. That where I am, where, that where, take it, be with me, that where you are, I'm saying, I'm quoting the King James in my mind. That's why I'm having a hard time, everybody. <laughs> I'll come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Think about heaven. Man, that's the one thing about the generation before me that they did. I remember going every time we go to church, well, we knew what we was going to sing. You had to pull out the red back hymnal. And you was going to turn to page 333. And it was going to go, some glad morning when this life is over. I'll... Oh, yes. You know it too. Some of you do. That's right. I'm proud of some of you. Those of you that are younger than us got to Google some of that. <laughs> Amen. I'll fly away. We'd sing that. And then we'd sing this other song. When we all get to heaven. Oh, you're doing good. Come on. Seat. And shout the victory. Look at there. Yes, you did good. Now, Chin's probably going to want me to step up here a little more. See, he leads this team. I lead the whole choir. The whole choir. We would sing those songs, man, and, and man, I would see them, the people in our church, they just get happy singing those songs about heaven. Because, see, they were, they were, all the songs that we sang were all about heaven. Now all of our worship songs are all about me. Oh, you, thank you, Jesus, that you live for me. You died for me. You're all about me, Jesus. No, no, no. It's all about heaven. Amen. When earth gets hard, you focus on heaven. If you go back all through history and you listen, listen to the songs that were sang is that people were saying, this is not our home, everybody, that we're just passing through, that God, we've got a place in heaven and we've got a place on Hallelujah Square and Amen Avenue that we're going to go to one day. And this is not it. And the problem, we get so discouraged on earth because when we say Jesus come into my life, we think that he's going to bring heaven to earth. Heaven is not on earth, everybody. Let me say this to you. If you're a Christ follower today, if you're a Christ follower, let me tell you, earth is as close to hell as you're ever going to get. It only gets better. Amen, everybody? But if you're not a Christ follower, earth is as close to heaven as you'll ever get. And it only gets worse. 
the world today is all messed up. I mean, just watch the news, isn't it? I mean, like you think, good grief, you know, we, we went through a financial crisis and, and uh, 08 and 09 and, and 10 and then then the pandemic hit in 2020 and and now we're talking about you know banks failing and 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 wars on the uh, uprising you know and there's just all kinds of things that you can be stressed about until you begin to put it in perspective that God's in control and that Jesus is going to come back one day and that trumpet's going to sound and we're going to get up and we're going to leave out of here amen everybody Hallelujah. That trumpet's going to toot and we're going to scoot. Amen? Hallelujah. We're not going to be here forever. We're just passing through. We're just passing through. Listen today. Those of you that are watching online and those of you in this room, listen. Right now, if you do not have the confidence that you're going to heaven, why don't you settle that now? Because you will never be ready. You will never fully be able to live until you're ready to die. Amen, everybody? So right right now, why don't we just settle that? Would you just bow your heads with me, everybody? Those of you watching online as well? Right now, if you want to receive Jesus Christ in your life, that you can have the peace of God and know that you're on your way to heaven, then I just want everybody to bow your heads, close your eyes, and I want you to repeat this after me, not even out loud, but in your heart, and Jesus will hear you. Dear God, I come to you today. And I have repented of my sin. I'm sorry for the things I've done wrong. Forgive me, Lord Jesus. Come into my life and save me. I need you. Save me, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen, everybody. Let's give God a hand for all the people that prayed that prayer. I'm so excited for you. Listen, I know there's many of you that prayed that prayer today, and so we have a card, a connection card, and we'd like for everybody every week to fill this out. Listen, it's not a one-time, every week so we can pray over you, every week. But just check the box that says, I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower. I want to send you something in the mail that will help you on your spiritual journey. Online as well, please check that box. Okay, all right, number three. The third thing that Jesus said, so first of all, we said that he said that if you're going to be great, if you're going to have a good life, you've got to serve. And then he said when things get hard on earth, you've got to focus on heaven. And then the third thing is this, is that we can do more together than we can do apart. We can do more together than we can do apart. Look what he says in John 15. He says, remain in me and I'll remain in you. Here we go. Watch this. No branch can what, everybody? by itself you can't do it by yourself it must remain in the vine neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me I am the vine and you are the branches if a man remains in me and I in him he will bear what everybody apart from me you can do what you were created by God to do a part you have a part. God created you to do your part. He created all of us to do our part. When we all do a little, together we do a lot. Let me say it again. When we as a church, when we all do a little, our part, together we do a lot. We're all changing our community. You understand that, right? Because when you go to work and you do good, 
then guess what? It changes your workplace. When you go to school and you do good, it changes your school. When you go home and you do good in your family, it changes your family. When everybody does their part, and in our church, serving within the church, when we all do our part together, we do a lot. I got a question for you. What's your part? What's your part? Can I tell you this? You will never feel a part until you do your part. You will never, you know, you will never get, you will never get out of going to church and being a, going at church or being a part of a church until you're doing your part. It's amazing when you start doing your part, how that all of a sudden you begin to feel fulfilled and you become a part. You begin to feel a part of something greater than you. And that's why we're always up here saying, grow track. I know y'all get tired of hearing, grow track, grow track, grow track. Because grow track is where you go to join the team. And I just think you've been sitting on the bench too long. You know, I was one of those football players that sat on the bench. Look at me. I'm 165 pounds. That's it. That's right. And back then I was a real, I was more scrawnier than I am now. I rode the bench. The only, the only part about me getting hurt was my, a splinter in my backside. That's the only kind of pain I... I can tell you, I didn't like the bench. I wanted to get in the game. And so I want to tell you today, I don't believe that any Christians are to ride the bench. I believe everybody ought to get in the game because we can never be fully who God intended us to be as a church until you get involved. Because you're part of us. And we don't think anybody ought to ride the pod. So today, if you haven't gone through growth track as your pastor who loves you, I want to see your life get better. And the only way you do that is that you've got to become a part. And so I just checked that box on your card that you want, your connection card, that you would like to sign up for growth track. Why? Because it matters, everybody. It matters. Okay, number four. This one I'm excited. This is one I've been waiting to get to. Number four, Jesus said, listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit within you. Look what he says. Jesus said in John 14, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another what, everybody? To be with you how long? Forever. Forever. What is he called? What's those three words? Spirit of truth. truth. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. The world cannot accept him because it neither what? Sees Sees him nor. But you what? For he lives within you and will be what, everybody? He'll be in you. Would you do this with me? Hold your hand in front of your face. I like this Holy Spirit example. Would you just, now listen, on the count of three, we're going to blow in our hand, but if you didn't brush your teeth, don't do it. <laughs> Ready? One, two, three. Did you feel that? What did you feel? Air. Air, breath, wind, right? Did you see it? Well, wait a minute now. You said you, you, it was wind, but breath, but you didn't see it. But you believe it was that, right? You mean you believe what you don't see? Wait a minute now. Hold on. You're freaking me out a little bit, all right? Because you talk about believing in something you can't see. That freaks me out. Isn't that what people say when we start talking about the Holy Spirit? That freaks them out. What are you talking about, Casper? God, Jesus, all that. That's because you believe it in something you can't see. 
And that's exactly what he said the Holy Spirit is. And he said he's going to live inside of you. He's going to be your counselor, your guide. Look what he says in verse, uh, John 16 and 13. But when, the, when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into what, everybody? All truth. All truth. And he will not speak on his own. He will, he will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. Let me say this to you. God gives us the Holy Spirit to inspire us, not to motivate us. Motivation is something that comes externally. In other words, to be motivated, you have to have a motive. You have to have a motive to be motivated. Like when I'm going to go on a run, I got to have some jamming music in my ears. I don't want, I don't want no now lay me down to sleep music. I got to have some fired up music. I got to be, I mean, loud and banging. And you know, I got the, I got the Christian rock music going on in my ears. And, Cause I got to have some beat to run to. See, that motivates me. But to inspire me is internal. Do you know that the word inspire literally means to breathe into? To breathe into. It's, it's, from a, it's internal. It's, it's something on the inside of you that's pushing you. It, it's, it's not on the outside pulling you. It's inside pushing you. And that's why that Jesus said the Holy Spirit is like the wind, like we just, like we just did, because it's like him, God breathing into you through the power of his spirit, and he's pushing you on the inside. He's motivating. He's giving you inspiration, not motivation. He's giving you inspiration, inspiring you to do what's right. And that's why when you, when right there, when you get thumb happy and you start to put something on social media that you shouldn't, all of a sudden the inspiration, the Holy Spirit says, don't don't do that. And some of us go, oh, okay, well, anyways. <laughs> right? And every time that we override the Spirit's voice, we pay for it, don't we? I'm telling you, it's the Holy Spirit. It's not just a conscience. It's a Holy Spirit conscience. And that's why there's some of your friends that are not saved, you can't understand why they do some of the things they do. It's not because that they don't have a conscience. It's because they don't have the Holy Spirit living inside of them, inspiring them to do what's right, breathing into them constantly. God Almighty is breathing into his people what's right and what's wrong. And when you listen to that voice, it'll inspire you and your life will make a positive difference. Amen, everybody? The Holy Spirit. It's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. I've got T.D. Jake's spirit right now. You see me grab this towel and wiping my sweat. It, it's, not, it's not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. You can't do it on your own. You'll never, you will never get good and then get God. No, you get God and then you get good, amen? You can't be good on your own. You need the power of the Holy Spirit inspiring you every day that when you get up every morning, you say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I'll be glad in it. Amen. I'm going to walk out of here. I'm going to do good. I'm going to go right into that boss who hates me and doesn't like me. And I'm going to do good all day long. Why? When I go to that school that they may not like me, but I'm still going to do good. Why? Because I'm inspired by the Holy Spirit of God. Come on, somebody. 
It's God all the time. It's the spirit of God. And if you don't have God, you don't have his spirit. But when you got his spirit and you're filled with it, you can walk out every day confidently knowing that God is with me. And if God be for me, who can be against me? Amen. You can expect the favor of God. You can walk into every situation expecting God's going to show up. Not because I got reverend in front of my name, but because I got Holy Spirit inside of me. Amen, everybody. I don't care who your parents were. I don't care who your grandparents were. It's who your heavenly father is. Oh, I got to move on. It matters. Let's say it. Let's say those two words. It matters. The Holy Spirit matters. You weren't created to live this life all by yourself. Oh, he walks with me and he talks with me. Amen. Don't get me started on that. <laughs> Going back down that old road. So that's why we got these Easter invite cards. Because Easter's coming, and Easter is a holy day. It's not a holiday. Yeah. Holiday is about me having fun. Holy day is about me reverencing yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Why don't you take these cards and why don't you invite somebody to come to Easter with you? Shoot, God's already moving a 15 year old. We said earlier, got saved at a nursing home. Just think what he can do in a church service. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. All you got to do is give the invitation. Your invitation will be their life transformation. Because the Holy Spirit's going to do what you can't do. The fifth thing is this, is pray about everything. Jesus said in John 17, look what it says. After Jesus said this, he looked up toward heaven. And what, everybody? If Jesus needed to pray, don't you think we need to pray? Father, the time has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. Prayer needs to always be our first response, not our last resort. And we believe in praying around here. There's some great spiritual things that we've done this year. We started off with 21 days of prayer and fasting. And many of us prayed and fasted. We read the Bible from cover to cover in 21 days. We did it. As a church, we did that. We have pushed back the gates of hell. And that's why the Holy Spirit's moving right now, everybody. Where the people of SCC show up, I mean, God is doing great things. And so right now, I just want to, I want to give you a challenge with me. I'm going to pray, I want to pray a thousand prayers before Easter. The week of Easter, I want to pray a thousand prayers about our Easter services. One thousand prayers. Now, I can't pray a thousand prayers the week of Easter by myself. But if you help me, we can. Because Jesus said prayer matters. When we pray, God works. When we work, we work, but when we pray, God works. So today, I want to ask every one of you, if you'll if you help me, if you'll agree, say, Pastor Jeff, I want to do my best. The week before Easter, I want to, every day, I want to pray a prayer about Easter services, Stockbridge Community. If you will do that, will you just check it on the back of your card? We'll send you the information. Just check it right there. I'll do this. Every day, we'll send you reminders, a prayer. Now, listen, I'm not asking you to get down and pray an hour. 
I'm just saying, say a prayer for it. A thousand prayers for Easter because prayer changes things. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.